الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يوم لا ينفع مال ولا بنون إلا من أتى الله بقلب سليم صدق الله العظيم Most respected all my kiram, <coughs> brothers and elders. Quran Sharif, there are three main themes in the Quran Sharif and various other aspects that then come alongside. The three themes that are the primary themes of the Quran Sharif, one is Tawheed, the oneness of Allah wa ta'ala. and without this nothing is acceptable person not fully believing in the Tawheed and the oneness of Allah ta'ala, then there is no Iman nothing of his acceptable whatever the outward situation may appear to be but if that Iman is not correct then there is no benefit in anything a person does. Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala makes this very clear وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَعْمَالُهُمْ كَسَرَابٍ بِقِيعَةِ يَحْسَبُهُ الظَّمْآنُ مَاءً Those who disbelieve in even one aspect that is fundamentally required, that is a fundamental part of Iman, that even rejecting one aspect then their actions are just like a mirage in the desert. From far off a person sees water, when he comes there is nothing. When he comes he will find it is all just futile. He did whatever he did but nothing to benefit out of it. So the first thing is Tawheed. And then together with Tawheed is the aspect of Risalat. The messengership of Rasulullah and believing in Nabi being the Prophet of Allah Taala, the Messenger and Rasul of Allah Taala, and being the last and final Messenger is also part of a person's Iman and then the very important theme that runs throughout the Quran Sharif is the theme of Akhirat so it's Tawheed, Risalat and then the very important theme is that of Akhirat all the other aspects of deen fall in these categories will fit in under one of these primarily it is these three things and this aspect of akhirat is something repeated over and over again in the Quran Sharif because it is this belief in akhirat which is the guiding factor in a person's life he has this correct belief in akhirat then his life will be in order and minus this belief in akhirat, then it is free fall. There is no inhibition, there is no restriction, there is no concern, there is no fear, there is nothing. Because in dunya, in dunya a person can get away with almost anything. And if a person believes that he can get away with anything, and get away with it forever, then what is there to stop him? But a person who has the belief in akhirat, 
that there is a day to come when neither my contacts will be of any avail to me. Whatever contacts I have, it will be of no avail to me. My wealth will be of no avail. Because normally these are the things that a person uses in order to get his things done. His contacts, and generally that too on the basis of his wealth. So Allah Ta'ala brings the same message to us in this ayat. That keep this akhirat in front, and this akhirat is such a day, the day of Qiyamah is such a day, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ That day when neither a person's wealth, and nor his children, his progeny, and in our context, just to understand it in a little wider context, his context, all the context that he normally relies on, that he uses at the press of a button, None of those things will be of any avail to a person on that day. Now, the day of Qiyamah is what is being referred to, it's obvious. But in the Quran Sharif, in various places, this day of Qiyamah is discussed. And it is discussed in different ways. Now, here again, the day of Qiyamah is being discussed, but under what a title, so to say? What a description? that it makes a person realize that all the things that he relies on in dunya one day will come when these things will all be on the wayside he will not be able to pick up any phone there to start dialing somebody he will not be able to start taking out his cards to start swiping something and get it done that day none of these things will be of any avail What? Of these things, what will be availed is what he used correctly in dunya for akhirat. Then that will be a means of great benefit for him. The wealth that he had in dunya and he, he advanced it, he transferred it beforehand to the hereafter, that will be a source of great benefit. So this is what Allah Ta'ala says, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Yes, there will be something that will be of great benefit to a person on the day of Qiyamah. Something that will get his work done on that day. And that is that person, Man atallaha biqalbin salim, the one who comes to Allah Ta'ala with a pure heart. He will have free access and free passage. He will have direct admission to Jannat. He will have no difficulties and no hardships. He will go through the green light on the day of Qiyamah. There won't be any hurdles and obstacles for him. No immigration and checking up for him. He'll go direct, who comes with a pure heart. So this is the whole focus. Now there are two things mentioned in this ayat. The first part of the ayat speaks about what will be of no avail. And the second part of the ayat speaks about what will be of benefit. The first part is, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ Neither a person's wealth and nor his progeny, his children will be of any avail. In a wider context, these are the external things. External things will get left externally. And the second part of the ayat says, salim," The one who comes with a purified heart, which is inside, internal side of a person. What is external will get left externally. What is inside, what is within him, and he took it correctly, he purified that heart, that will go along with him, that will be internal, and that will be eternal. 
that will help him all the way through. So what we learn from this is that the attention and the focus has to be primarily on the inner self. And the external self to the extent of necessity. Not that that will be ignored and neglected, but there is a necessity which is then complete with that point. Extent of necessity is done. And the inner self, that is the primary thing. That is the rider. And the rest of it is the vehicle, is the conveyance. Now you pay all the attention on the vehicle, but the driver is starved. The vehicle is being shined and polished and it is being made to look as good as new and better than new all the time but the driver is being completely starved so now when the driver drives that vehicle where he's going to finish off because the driver has starved he doesn't have the strength to steer that correctly so likewise when this ruh has starved which is the driver so the ruh has starved now this vehicle of the body it cannot control correctly this person is so weak, he's trying to steer that vehicle, he wants to turn it right, but his hand is slipping to the left. Because he's got no strength to even turn it. So likewise, this person who's driver of himself, the rule is so weak, that he wants to look away from haram. But he just can't, the strength is not there, he's falling right into it. The person is driving and he wants to bypass something that will, doesn't want to knock into something that is going to be causing a crash. And doesn't have the ability and the strength because of the weakness to even turn that steering. And likewise, spiritually, the person can see the harm coming head on. He can see how this is going to rock his marriage. He can see how this is going to turn his life upside down. He can see it. He can understand it. He's heard about how it's done damage to other people's lives. But now the driver is so weak that he cannot steer out of this. And he goes headlong into it. So, the thing is to primarily focus on the driver. To feed the driver. To make sure that the driver is nourished well. The driver is nourished well. Now it will be able to steer things correctly. So, this is what we are being explained to in this ayat. That the real thing to focus on is the inner self. The heart. To purify this heart. And when this heart will be purified, then this will be able to steer this body correctly. So Allah Ta'ala says, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ That those who come with a purified heart. Now what is this purified heart all about? So there are five explanations of this, which all apply to it. And all are the indications also of the heart being purified. And at the same time, they are the means of getting the heart purified. <coughs> so this is the process to get to it. And at the same time, this is an indication that a person has to some extent acquired it. So the first tafsir and explanation of this is, الَّذِي يُنْفِقُ مَالَهُ فِي سَبِيلِ الْبِرْ That a purified heart, sign of this is, that person who has a purified heart, who spends his wealth in causes of righteousness, in avenues of righteousness. He does, on the one hand, he appreciates this. This is a gift of Allah Ta'ala. He doesn't dis disregard it. 
those who have the true reality of it, they understand that this is a very great na'mat. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah he was once walking and one of his sons were walking alongside it with him and some beggar was begging something on the side for some reason he took out some money to give the person and in the process one coin now coin which was probably in our context worth a few cents it fell off his hand and rolled now there were some bushes on the side it rolled into those bushes so he started trying to look for it he told his son look for it now it was like a five cent coin so when they looked for it it was little dark can't find it so in any case he couldn't find it so he said well okay now we can't find it so let's carry on so now his son asked him who was a young boy at that time child says to him this five cents now you went through all this difficulty now to go and look for it now five cents is five cents she left it now what's, what's a big deal about five cents so he replied and said that if I just walked away from there it would be a sign of disregard for this na'mad of Allah Ta'ala. And whether it is then hundred rands or a thousand rands or a million rands, it's made up of all these one one cents. It's these little one one cents that make up that million. So if I disregard this, then I am disregarding that na'mad of Allah Ta'ala which all together becomes that million. And a person disregards Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat, this becomes the means of that ni'mat getting taken away. Among the things that he used to say is that that whatever aspect which I derive benefit from a bigger quantity of it. For example, now if a person has one little drop of water, he won't even know that he drank something. It will probably dry off on his tongue. But when he drinks a glass full, he feels satisfied. So that quantity of water, the major quantity, he benefited from it. He says whatever I benefit from by means of its quantity being in a reasonable amount, then I be very afraid of wasting even the minutest amount of it. I am very afraid of wasting the minutest amount of something which I benefit from when it is bigger in quantity. A person drank that one drop of water, it won't quench his thirst. That one drop of water will not even, he won't even know he put anything in his mouth. But it is those many drops put together that quench the thirst. So as a result, now he felt well. So he will not waste even that one drop. Because it was all these drops put together that quenched his thirst. So he said, look, this was easy to walk away, but it would show disregard for this. Once he was sitting and eating, Chana, this is a very very basic thing, very cheap thing, chickpeas. So now one fell out of his hand and rolled under the bed. I was sitting on the bed and eating this. Like people eat peanuts or something like that. So now one fell off and rolled under, he was in his advanced age, ill, and it was at night. Now in the candlelight, he came off his bed looking for this. Somebody saw what he's doing, they didn't know what he was looking for, eventually he found it or didn't find it, in any case they asked him what happened, he says now this one chickpea, this chana fell off, I was looking for that, so he says one chana, now all this trouble you took, you jumped off the bed, you in the dark now you're looking for it, 
This too is Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat. This too is Allah Ta'ala's bounty and favor. And if I show disregard for this, then I am afraid that the doors of risk get closed to me, then who's going to open it? So this is the first aspect of Qalb Salim, this pure, purified heart. That Alladhi yunfiqu maalahu fi sabil al-bir. That the person who spends his wealth in only causes and avenues which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. Because he knows this too I have to answer for the day of Qiyamah. Then the second thing is that Alladhi yurshidu banihi ila al-haq. This is the second explanation because يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ So mal, then the mal will be in the right direction. And banun, his children, then the sign of a purified heart is that he's all the time guiding his children إِلَى الْحَقِّ to righteousness. So his wealth in righteousness, and he's all the time guiding his children towards the path of righteousness. So he's making the home environment also conducive for that righteousness. Many people have the policy of that do what I say, don't do what you see. What you see me do, don't worry about that. You only do what I tell you to do. But it doesn't work like that. Especially with those who are younger and children, it doesn't work like that. They do what they see and they ignore what they hear. That's generally the case. What they hear goes from one ear out the other ear. What they see, they take to heart to some extent. Not that we should stop saying. That too is a requirement with love and compassion to keep advising. But together with the advice, what is very fundamental is the practical example. So this is the second aspect that is explained about this ayat is, الَّذِي يُرْشِدُ بَنِيهِ إِلَى الْحَقِّ The person who guides his children towards righteousness. So now this starts off right at the very very early ages. In fact, it starts off even before the child comes into this dunya. Even before the child is born, this tarbiyat starts. What the parents engage themselves in has an impact on that child. One incident is mentioned about Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadith's father, Hazrat Muhammad Yahya that in his infancy, he had already, he was just still an infant, like a baby. But he could recite the first quarter para of, the first the quarter of the first para, he could recite it. Because his mother used to constantly recite this while feeding him. Now this starts off right at that age. So in any case, الَّذِي يُرْشِدُ بَنِيهِ إِلَى الْحَقِّ Then the third aspect that is described and explained about what this ayat means is, that الَّذِي يَكُونُ خَالِيًا عَنِ الْأَقَائِدِ الْبَاطِلَ That that person whose heart is empty of any false beliefs, whether it is kufr, whether it is shirk, whatever false beliefs they are. And nowadays there is a flood of things coming into the market. Everybody has got something to say. And much of it is something far away from deen. Many a times such things are being said which are totally out of the borders of Iman and Deen. Goes away to the borders of Kufr. So now person is taking anything, reading anything, listening to anything, 
taking and reading, listening to anything, these are dangerous things. Read the author before the book. The author before the book. Because the book Allah knows best what's in there. And if the author is not somebody who is endorsed by the ulama in general, then it is a dangerous thing. So this is the third aspect that is mentioned regarding the person whose heart has been purified. Then the fourth explanation is that Allati takunu khaliyan anishahwati allati tuaddi ilan nar. What is Qalb Salim? Qalb Salim is that heart, this purified heart is that heart which is not filled with those kind of passions and desires that take a person towards Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala has created insan. Allah Ta'ala has created various needs in insan. This is part of the design that Allah Ta'ala has made. This person will get hungry, he'll have to eat. He'll get thirsty, he'll have to drink some water or something. There's a time in his life that he needs to get married also. Allah Ta'ala has created insan with all these various needs. But everything has a certain balance in it. And if a person controls his life and keeps it within the parameters of deen, then everything will stay within that balance. And if a person artificially creates an imbalance, then obviously that's going to now affect him. And that's going to now create problems for him. So like a person all the time just keeps looking at food and whatever else, and keeps creating a hunger and thirst within himself. So now he's all the time in that kind of situation where he's, he's eaten and he's artificially still creating hunger. What's going to be the end result? So likewise, a person who keeps stirring whatever the natural situation in insan is, that he has some natural inclinations, feelings, but he's artificially creating the stir all the time. What's going to be the end result? This is what to addi ilannar. What finally takes a person towards the path of Jahannam. Now when this is the case, then this heart is going to be very very stained. And that purity of the heart that is required is not going to be the case. Because this is now being taken in the wrong direction. And on the day of Qiyamah, this will become a big problem then. Allah Ta'ala is saying that يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُوا وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ So to keep this heart clean by keeping the balance in place staying away from all haram and the heart will stay clean the primary things in that regard is the eyes, the ears and the tongue what a person looks at this has a direct impact on his heart what he listens to, a direct impact on his heart. And what he keeps speaking about, that too has a direct impact on his heart. And then his heart starts thinking in that direction. And then the heart is king. And then the rest of the body starts moving in that direction. So now this is the challenge of the time. In every discourse of his, Barely there would be some discourse that would pass by without highlighting this issue. 
You'll say that this is the this is the disease and the plague of the time. And a person who brings his himself under control in terms of his eyes and his heart. He keeps his eyes clean, he keeps his heart clean. Then inshallah he's on the road to Ilayat. The internal things, the eyes and the heart. And the external things he is to emphasize on, the beard and keeping the garments above the ankles. These are the four things. At the age of about almost past 80, he compiled one booklet, Char Amal, Four Actions, which was translated under the title Four Actions and distributed widely. Many copies are available still. And at that time, when Hazrat had compiled this booklet, he says, This is my the summary of my whole life's experience. This is a summary of my whole life's experience that all the things are in its place, everything is important. But a person brings these four things in place, inshallah everything else is easy. Everything else will fall into place very easily. And if this is not in place, then a person can be making tahajjud the whole night. person can be making tilawat the whole day. But this vehicle will be far off the track. Despite the ibadat, which mashallah is an excellent thing, but if the heart is, the eyes are not in place, the heart is not in place, then despite all the ibadat, despite all the other good things that a person will do in life, all the effort of deen he will do, whatever other good work he will do, whatever knowledge he will acquire, and whatever other efforts he will make, everything in his place. Everything is required and everything is necessary. But to get to the point that one needs to get to without the protection of the eyes and heart, person will be going in circles. So this is why Hazrat used to emphasize on this, his whole life's experience, he used to say that after 80 years he compiled this booklet to bring it down just to these four things. That a person brings these four things correct, inshallah everything else will flow in very easily. Not that everything is only these four things, but this is a foundation which will allow everything else to get built on very easily. <coughs> so this is the fourth explanation that his heart is purified from all this haram passions and desires. Meaning, which take a person into haram. And then the fifth thing is, that alladhi laysa fi qalbihi siwallah. That that person in whose heart is only Allah. Now this is the process to get there. That a person is spending his wealth correctly, he's guarding himself, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Eventually, this will be the point that he will reach with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. That Allah laysa fi qalbihi siwallah. There is none but Allah in his heart. Like the couplets that are recited during the zikr, that dil mera ho jaye ek meydane hu. Allah make my heart like an empty field heart like an empty field there's nothing in it meaning nothing in terms of anything that is an obstacle to getting to Allah Ta'ala. then what must be in this heart tu hi tu ho tu hi tu ho tu hi tu Allah this heart let it be only for you none but you aur mere tan mein bajaye abo gil Darde dil ho, darde dil ho, darde dil. Ke Allah, this body of mine, 
It mustn't be any more sand and water. This body of mine must be only your love. And wherever I look, no matter where I look, I must only see your manifestation. Whichever direction I look, I must only see the manifestation of the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. This too is my Allah Ta'ala's creation. Person looks at the heavens and earth, the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala, so to say, complains about insan. وَكَأَيِّمْ مِنْ آيَةٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَمُرُّونَ عَلَيْهَا وَهُمْ عَنْهَا مُعْرِضُونَ How many signs all around, they pass by, they don't even take any lesson from it. Allah Ta'ala created this heavens, subhanallah. What a huge sky, not a single pillar holding it up. From east to west and north to south, not a single pillar holding it. Who's holding it up? The Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala is holding it. This earth, how Allah Ta'ala has spread it aside and put these huge mountains as pegs on the earth and then all the vegetation and crops and whatever else grows and then the rivers and the seas and oceans and all this manifestation of Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat the sun rising and then the moon shining and everything around us person sees it and recognizes Allah Ta'ala Now this brings him to the aspect of Qalb Salim and now when the heart is purified then the heart is king, then everything else becomes purified. Then the eyes will be pure. Then the eyes will be pure, it will look at what is pure. It will be inclined all the time to look into the Quran Sharif. To look into something that will bring beneficial knowledge. The ears will be pure. It will be inclined to listen to that which is good. Which is something that will take a person closer to Allah Ta'ala. Likewise, the tongue will be pure. Say to my believing servants, but say that which is best. So the tongue will only say that which is best. This is all the effect of the heart. And likewise, everything else. So this is the object, this is the purpose to make an effort to bring this purity of the heart. And this is the focus, the external things to the extent of necessity. And the object is inside. The purpose and the real goal is what is inside. So all the work of deen also, mashallah, is all for the same purpose. The effort of tazkiyah and islah, islah is islah of qalb. That's where it starts. The islah of the heart. And to the extent that that has been acquired, it brings about islah of the external self too. And both work hand in hand. And likewise, whether it is the Madaris, Masajid, the work of Dawat and Tabligh, everything is for this purpose, to bring this purity of the heart, to become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. So we need to focus ourselves in the direction that whatever aspects are necessary, we undertake all that, the daily tasbihat, the zikr, the tilawat, this is essential, this is the spiritual nourishment. A person missing out his zikr for the day is like a person who has starved. Spiritually he has starved. His soul hasn't been given his nourishment. He must still out for the day. He's deprived himself of his spiritual nourishment. He hasn't fulfilled his other dini amal. Then he's starving himself. And now when a person starves, he becomes weak. When he becomes weak, he cannot do what he should be doing. Person is weak. He, has, he should be going to work. Because he needs to earn. But he's weak, he cannot go to earn. 
when a person is spiritually weak, he should be going to the masjid to perform his salah with jama'ah. But he's been starving. So now that energy is not there to go to the masjid. So now he's sitting at home. He's sitting in his shop. He's sitting wherever the time of jama'at has gone. And then sometimes Allah forbid even the time of the salah has gone to become qaza. And he is fully aware that what's going on. But he's starved. So he's spiritually too weak to move himself. Person has spiritually starved. So now there are so many things he deprives himself of. Because he can't do it. So this is the spiritual nourishment. The amal. These are essential. Our tasbihat, our tilawat, dua. All these are things that bring about this purity in the heart and give it that spiritual strength to be able to undertake what is necessary and get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Inshallah the ishtima that will take place next week also for the same purpose to bring the spiritual purity to help ourselves and help others also. So inshallah we all should try and make sure we present ourselves there and with that same intention to benefit fully from whatever the advices will be and to make an effort on ourselves and others also Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہل ربنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا ولمنا انفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين إله العالمين يا الله Most merciful Allah Most gracious Most kind Most loving Allah Ya Allah, we indeed are greatly, Ya Allah, your great sinful servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have really committed, Ya Allah, every sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are ashamed of all the sins we have committed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you are most forgiving, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, your forgiveness is for sinners, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, shower down your forgiveness upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the sins of the day and night, Ya Allah. Forgive the sins we did deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us like the day we were born, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, forgive the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, show your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, protect the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the sufferings of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove the oppression from the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the poverty from the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the hardships and calamities, Ya Allah, save the ummah from it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we acknowledge whatever difficulties are coming, Ya Allah. This is the Ya Allah, the consequence of our amal and actions, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Give us a topic of those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us from those actions that bring down your adab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us a topic of, Ya Allah, of doing all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us a topic of, Ya Allah, khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to perform such a salah that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us a topic of making zikr daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us qalb salim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our hearts an empty field, Ya Allah. Which is only you and you alone in it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts from pride, from arrogance, from malice, from jealousy, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove from our hearts all the evils, Ya Allah. Follow in our hearts all the good qualities, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, to become that kind of people, Ya Allah, who are the pride of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us become a means of comfort to his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from giving taqlif to his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have, Ya Allah, any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their illness, Ya Allah. Allah. 
Allah those who are in financial difficulties remove the rafiyat ya Allah grant barakat in each one's risk ya Allah Allah grant halal and tayyib risk to one and all ya Allah Allah save us from every drop and every grain of haram ya Allah Allah save us from that which is doubtful ya Allah Allah you grant abundant barakat in each one's risk ya Allah Allah ya Allah ya Allah at the time of our death take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah take us on tawbat and nasuh ya Allah Allah take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah Allah make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us ya Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah Allah all those who have passed away make their complete maghfirat ya Allah Allah elevate their stages in the akhirat ya Allah grant them a special place in jannatul firdaus ya Allah Allah ya Allah the ishtima that is coming ya Allah make it a means of hidayat for one and all ya Allah ya Allah make all the arrangements very easy ya Allah ya Allah you grant hifazat and protection ya Allah make it a means of the hearts turning towards you ya Allah make it a means of hidayat spreading to every corner of the earth ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah make it a means of your rahmat descending ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you remove all the problems and difficulties ya Allah ya Allah you are the know of the unseen ya Allah you know the cry of each one's heart ya Allah ya Allah fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb ya Allah ya Allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah ya Allah grant the best of dunya and the best of akhirat ya Allah ilahul alamin save us all the traps of nafs and shaitan ya Allah ilahul alamin protect all the ya Allah masajid the madaris the khanqas the work of da'wah and tabligh and all the organizations of deen ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you assist one and all ya Allah Allah assist one and all ya Allah Allah assist one and all ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all the good that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begged for we are also begging all that good whatever nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought refuge from Allah grant us protection as well allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله